If you are looking for a superhero show that has perfection, the best traits available, awfully good-looking characters, sexy, hard abs, perfect bodies, well, this is not the Umbrella Academy. But that's what we have today, and it's good. I think it's great. Top choice. Top choice. Number one. Maybe not. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out podcast, the show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your number one host, because I'm number one, (laughs) Digo, (laughs) the Duke, Dustin, and alongside of me is number two, Saf, and virtually we have number three, Keith, and sitting next to me is number four, Pale, and I, 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 uh, <laughs> I do not, I, I, I do have hard abs. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's perfect. What I did. So you know how, <laughs> you know how Indiana is like in stage five or phase five of this, this relief process that we're supposed to be in. Well, we are in the next phase as well. Uh, here at Digo Studios, uh, because two of us are in the same room on each side of the screen. <laughs> so before yes. it was all four of us separately, and then Pale just failed to get beer, and so he joined Keith, <laughs> and now me and Andrew are together. Uh, and so here we are. We're, we're one step closer. Uh, probably how we should have been doing this with two Fort Wayne people and two Indianapolis people, but uh, we're making it work, and we're happy to see that we're in the same room and not we're in dying. the same two rooms yeah we're in the same two rooms <laughs> and not dying i honestly have been freaking out it, well as you watch these numbers go back up to higher yeah. than they ever were it's like ooh, yeah it's worse than ever now right and allergies have been killing me like ragweed is high and so i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna be sick checking my temperature i'm good <laughs> yeah <laughs> right i'm like i'm freaking out man <laughs> you should just do like daily testing just to be be safe <laughs> right yeah i i mean honestly i don't because i don't leave the house you know i'm working from yeah. home but there's there's some days where i'm like oh my throat hurts or yeah any uh, little thing like i sniffle a little bit more than i did yesterday i'm like oh i'm definitely got covid now like, i can't believe we can't walk into like a drugstore and just buy like a 12 pack of kits or something <laughs> buy, like a beer <laughs> <laughs> of test kits yeah like a you, you you hold it like a beer. <laughs> right. So where would you like report that? <laughs> oh, I tested positive. I'm going to go ahead and report that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not there yet to say like I want home testing, but something to give you somewhat of an identifier that you could potentially have it so yeah. you can go so you, in. And you don't spread it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah like, ease your mind, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess I guess Pale's on the right track, right? You can go to your pharmacy and pick up a, a pregnancy test. <laughs> That's not like the yeah, you, almost you, the gotta same. report that. Yeah, you you go and you to the doctor, and then the doctor confirms it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't go and you don't tell your mother that you're pregnant based on a pee stick. You go to the doctor <laughs> first. So I guess we're in the right uh, frame of mind here with uh, getting somewhat of a a. Stra- uh, like a strip, whatever you can breathe on or pee on. I don't care. Show it up your nose. 
and I, it's a COVID P test. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but today's episode we are featuring uh, Dot and Line. We talked about them uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was your what you guys are drinking now. Uh, you guys went a couple times since then. Uh, this is where you got Correct. the beer that we have in front of us, uh, and it's the pumpkin roll, which is a Belgian triple. Uh, it is rumored that we might have the other one that you guys have on the show as well, but that only depends on if the audience is good and stays till the end. <laughs> and if we don't talk too much. <laughs> yeah, if we don't talk too much and run out of, uh, you know, time, whatever. Uh, and yeah, we are going to be talking about, you had it in the intro, the Umbrella Academy. Uh, but before we do that, uh, what have you guys been drinking lately? Last night, I had that beer I brought you today, the Citra Genesis. Oh, yeah. The, from Terre Haute Brewing Company. It's basically, I purchased it because the can is a badass mm-hmm. with that dinosaur roller skating and listening to a Walkman and all that good 90s stuff. I think he also has a super soaker in his hand. Right. Uh, and it is a very solid brew. It didn't quite make it into the four and higher club, but, uh, it's it's a good hoppy wheat ale that it, you don't see too much of, so I recommend it if you like that type of beer. Good, I'll be checking it out. Yeah, when you sent that picture, I was like, "Ooh, he bought that for the can." <laughs> yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, uh, I participated in Sober October, uh, so I haven't been drinking a whole lot of beer uh, for the month of October. But I did break that before the end of October when uh, Primeval had the uh, tap takeover at Noblesville, and so. We go to no, we go to the Noblesville Books and Brew every every week, basically just to support Books and Brew because you know they have so many locations. They're not exactly top notch doing. They are top notch, but they're not one hundred percent doing well in every location. So we try to go and make sure that we support them. Uh, but they did a Primeval takeover, and that's like two of my top places that I go. It's like I have to go, and they just tapped a beer. It's a brown ale called eruption and they had it when they first opened but that was the only time that they had it and so they re-released it uh on the 24th of october i believe or 23rd of october and so i was able to go there and get that and it was delicious i do suggest anyone in the noblesville noblesville area to go to primeval and uh have it pale and i um well i haven't been doing a whole lot of drinking at home because I haven't gotten a whole lot of new brews, but we just went out the other night to get these beers from uh, dot and line. We went out on a random Wednesday night and uh, they just tapped their new beer. What was that? Old Brown Boots. I think it was called. Yep. Old Brown Boots, which is a brown ale. Um, so we went out there for that and they just released their cooler was brand new, full of just tapped beers. Mm. Um, well, beers, I should say. Um, of all sorts of stuff. And that's why we picked up this pumpkin roll and the other beer that we may sneak in here. Um, but the old brown boots, that was actually pretty good. It was a little bit, uh, I think, on the more maltier, bitter side for a brown. Um, I was expecting something a little bit nuttier. So maybe it was just a different type of roast. I don't know. But it was still good. Um, I really enjoyed that. And they have so many new options out there now. It's just, it's crazy. What'd you think of that one? Yeah. The old brown boots um so i i got like it with my flight and i tried it and i drank it so fast because i felt like it was um crushable if you will like um i didn't really get a chance to figure it out because it was different i was expecting you know that nutty 
the little bit of like chocolate, a little bit of coffee like there. And um, it was like a little different. So it was kind of hard for me to figure out what I was tasting. Um, what kind of notes were you getting like out of it? Well, like I said, I definitely the maltiness was coming out of it, um, but it was slightly roasty. I know it was just a unique, not like any of the other browns that I've had before. Because I always expect more of that roasty, the nuttiness in it, but I really wasn't getting that. Yeah, it was, it was a little just, bit more uh, on the bitter side. It was, yeah, it was just a little bitter, like just like your basic like two roll, two row malt. Um, and I don't know, it was kind of maybe more of a traditional. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, perfect. It's good. It's good. Are you gonna piggyback off that one, or you have your own, Pale? Um. Well, I haven't been doing. A whole lot of drinking lately because uh, I know me and Keith are uh, on this weight loss journey. Um, so as of Friday, I'm down 31 pounds. Nice. But I did manage to get one of my Tennessee beers in recently. Um, let's see. It was the uh, Vice Versa by Bearded Iris Brewing. Um, this one was a... Uh, Imperial Double IPA. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, very well balanced between the uh, IPA taste and the citrus. Um, still had a little bit of bitterness to to um, please me. And very well done beer, yeah. I thought. So I would highly recommend it if you can uh, get it. Uh, the can is pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what I had. Nice. Well, there's nothing wrong with a little cheat day here and there. <laughs> true. So, alrighty. So, in front of us, we have one of those dotting lines that you have, you literally just got done talking about. And it's up my alley of deliciousness. It is a pumpkin roll. I'm probably the only one who enjoys pumpkin as much as I do. <laughs> so I don't know anybody who enjoys pumpkin as much as I do. I don't know about you guys, but I know Saf hates it. I like it actual pumpkin. Like a pump, a real pumpkin roll is delicious, but it's yes, like pumpkin spiced things are usually not up my alley. Yeah, definitely the the the, the fake tasting. Mm-hmm. You put a little bit of flavor to it, and then you throw a shit ton of nutmeg and yeah. cinnamon at something. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. I know we featured the can before. Right. So There's nothing, nothing new. new there. 23 IBUs. That's the uh, number 23. 23? Oh, yeah. 23. The movie. The Jim Carrey movie. So I guess really the only thing we can talk about is the color of the beer and uh, how it tastes and smells. I guess that's multiple things. <laughs> um, Looks, so taste, smell. Yeah, I'm trying to open up the website now. It's Mouth feel. Really slow. I'm going to open these curtains. I don't think they have a description of it on their actual website. They had a description on the, uh, the beer Ooh. sheet. That surprised they don't put that online. They just put a condensed version, right. or somebody adds it. I don't. Boom, it's untapped. Yeah, it's usually somebody else. <laughs> Some most of the time, like the brewery, unless they have an account, they don't really add anything to it. They just accept it. Uh, but based on the color, I it's pretty. It's pretty crisp. 
in like an ambery color, um, but mm-hmm. it's not that dark. Um, I don't know what you guys. I mean, it looks like Belgian style. Yeah, I mean, those really aren't too dark, so it's more like that. Mm-hmm. Traditional looking color, like a orangey, uh, kind of dark, darker orange. But I think it's because we're in a darker room. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about seven or eight. I would agree with that, Sam. I'm holding it up to that light. Also, have a window. That definitely makes it much brighter, but there's that orange tint that sits in the middle. Yes. For sure. Almost looks like a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with Dustin. It's like a, maybe a Clyde's ghost or maybe a few shades darker if depending on what kind of room you're in. Yeah, in between yeah. seven, eight, or a nine type of thing. It's definitely not an Aquaman. It works for me. Coming off a of spooky and scary. <laughs> we'll go with uh, pumpkins and ghosts. Ghouls. Oh, that's later, maybe. Yeah. So it definitely <laughs> smells. Yeah. Um Yeah, I definitely get in the pumpkin spice. Yeah, the, the pumpkin notes. spice smell. A little bit of the Belgian smell. Yeah. If you're For familiar sure. with mm-hmm. that. The banana bubble gummy. Yes. How were mm-hmm. they used to describe that? Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a lot of clove. You're going to get a lot of like nutmeggy uh, smell to it. Like mm-hmm. a pumpkin pie or a yeah. pumpkin roll or whatever. Not a ton of vanilla, even though it has vanilla beans in it. Yeah. I don't notice it in the smell, but yeah, maybe the, in the taste flavor. may be different. Yeah. You're probably supposed to have taste. that cream. Yeah. Speaking of taste. <gasps> I heard it. Somebody slurped. Definitely smooth. Yeah. There's creaminess to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely the lactose added. Yes. For sure. It's like... Uh, Remember when I first had it with pale this week? It's a little bit confusing because you can get the pumpkin, but I think the, the Belgian banana bubble gummy kind of overpowers it. It does. Which is fine with me, because I know Dustin may be disappointed. I can see it in his face right now. It's not very pumpkin-y. <laughs> but Pale picked up more pumpkin. I got more Belgian, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I will have to say that because it's not overly pumpkin, I'm not that disappointed. This <laughs> is fucking delicious. <laughs> this is really smooth. It's it's mm-hmm. very, like, I don't know. It's lactose in a way, and it's because sometimes you get your triples, and you're like, "Oh, geez, like here's a little sourness to it, right?" Uh, but this is delicious. It's Holy cow! Good. Yeah, like that. You get that pumpkin up front, and then you get the Belgian kind of just the flavor of the beer to take you through the rest of the way, right? Yeah. So Ooh. when I the weekend that they tapped this, I went, I stopped in got um, some carry out and I got the pumpkin roll um, and I felt like fresh there was a little bit more pumpkin mm-hmm. and a little right. bit less of the Belgian but now that this has sat for a little bit the Belgian is now coming through a little more and the pumpkin kind of takes a back seat um, which I'm not not mad about it but um, I actually my only knock on it is I 
want like a little bit more of like that triple like on the back end yeah. maybe like a little bit more bitterness like on the back end and it kind of is like pretty smooth mm-hmm. through the end of it but i mean it's really it's a really tasty beer do you want more alcohol flavor because triples usually have yeah. a higher yeah i think maybe like up the abv like right now it's 7.6 maybe it seems like a nine it seems low for a triple to me it should be like nine or ten mm-hmm. maybe eleven right uh, more but, more in the double territory, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't exactly detract though for me. I, I I'm enjoying oh, this it. This is delicious. No, I I think I would like it more like this, and some instead of something a little bit higher. Um, like if I had a 32 ounce crowler of this, um, because if it was higher up in the nine and ten range, I'd be like, well, I got to split that with somebody, otherwise, mm-hmm. for sure, my pumpkin be rolling off this couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's no way that would happen. But this is nice to have the 16 ounce cans and to to get it this way. That it's just it's crushable enough, drinkable enough, not crushable, but I would say you could have one or two of these and still be pretty good. But this snuck up on me at the brewery because we had quite a few when we were there. They had a uh, stout. Uh, he's not canning it yet. Um, it's a shame. Uh, yeah, stout. No. We had dark stout or something. Oh, uh, dark money. Dark money, that's it. Um, and that one was like a nine percent. So we had a couple of those. They had a uh, what was it, nitro version of that and a regular version. And then this pumpkin roll was getting up to like the eight percent. So I'm like, well, okay, I was feeling pretty good by the end of those samples. <laughs> I know me and Keith were talking like the other night. We were there, and uh, the the crowd in Fort Wayne is like a little bit older um, that go visit these breweries than like in Indy. Indy, it, I feel like it's a more of a younger, like our age Fort Wayne. You see a lot more like older people, like checking these places out. It's a different mix. It's a different, yeah. yeah. So I think they're just trying with the pumpkin roll. They're trying to give, um, a nice, like tasting beer to like the general crowd that comes in there. So maybe pushing it to nine would kind of turn pay- people away. Probably. Yeah, I could see that. Plus, you won't can't drink. You won't be able to buy as many because you won't be able to drink as many. Right. Yep. That's true. All right. So untapped. Um, there's been 57 check-ins. Uh, it gives it a 3.96. That's a good score. We have one friend who checked it in, but I'm not going to say his rating because <laughs> that friend is with us today. I bet it's pale. I bet it is too. Uh, but just kind of going through these, um, David had it. He was there three hours ago. No, he wasn't. He had it three hours ago. <laughs> he probably got it to go. Uh, he gave it a 375. Uh, yesterday, Tracy gave it a 425. Uh, a lot of people just checking in 450s, you know, fours. Uh, picture, great pumpkin. Speaking of Great Pumpkin, I watched that yesterday. Charlie Brown? First down. First time, yeah. First time, wow. Nice. That's that, a good one. It is a good one. 25 minutes. I don't know why I've never watched it. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Uh, Belgian triple matched with just the right spice. Spot on. I agree with you. Jeff H. David says, pumpkin candy, if possible, a little more pumpkin, and gave it a 4.25. I think I'm on there with him. Or it could be a little bit more pumpkin-y. But I think it's still pretty good. 
<laughs> the, the next one is pales and it's pretty much the opposite of what that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe A said three, get out of here. Um, Dre says, uh, four, let me see that. Let you see what, bud? What are you, what are you looking for? <laughs> so they're all roughly the let same. Let me see that pumpkin roll. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. I'm picking up what he's throwing down now that you explain it. It's not Tootsie Rolls the song. But... Right. Let me see that pumpkin roll. I like it. <laughs> God, I'm an idiot. I should learn more puns. You got pun blindness. <laughs> I got pun blindness. Well, I'm out, so that means I got to check it in. Pale, since you already checked it in, what did you say? I went ahead. Well, I I did this a while ago. Um, Are you going to change it? Three seventy five. What did you say? I said, uh, "Are you going to change it? Are you sticking with that?" Oh, um, I'm going to stick with the three seventy five. Just because, you know, still same. uh, I think, you know, personally, I would have preferred a little bit more um, ABV, but uh, not so much. A lot of pumpkin anymore, but probably more of a solid Belgian with uh, pumpkin spice. Um, but it's really easy to drink. I, I I enjoy it still. I have a question about that from you. Uh, you say you would like it to have a little bit more ABV. Is that because of your weight loss journey? Because these craft beers have super high packed in calories. And if you have to drink more of them to get tipsy or drunk <laughs> or whatever or something or a buzz and get something with higher alcohol content and fewer calories i mean i'd be down i mean i mean i don't yeah, i don't mean specifically for this beer but in general you're thinking it I, I don't know it's just a thought yeah maybe now like i don't get as drunk as easy i don't know i mean i don't, I, I don't know it's just, just doesn't get drunk faster, so you don't have to drink the quantity. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to drink yeah, it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for some of us, I'm faster, so I don't drink calories. Yeah. For some of us, it takes a little bit of the beer to get us going. I'll tell you what, though, not drinking for 24 days. You're feeling it already. Not this one. No, I've, <laughs> I've been drinking a little bit since here and there. But uh, when I went to uh, Primeval and I had a couple of their beers, oh boy. Mm hmm. It was it was enough. But three week break, you would just you wouldn't think that your tolerance would be trashed after three weeks, but uh who knows? It it, it dropped a little bit. I'm better now. It was just a setback. <laughs> uh but it's temporary. It's temporary. I give this a four twenty five. Dang. Yeah, I'm always going to and this is probably a little bit of a pumpkin bias, I'm always going to give pumpkin beers a little bit of a kind of uptick. Um because I could taste the pumpkin, could use a little bit more. You know, I said that in the comment. Could use a little bit more pumpkin, uh, but it it still is a pretty decent pumpkin flavor, and the vanilla creamy kind of added to that made it you know kind of taste like a pumpkin roll itself. Uh, I just thought it was overall like just fantastic. Um, hike up the alcohol a little bit and bring in a little bit more of a pumpkin flavor, not the spice flavor, the pumpkin flavor. Just, yeah, and I think this is going to be a solid four seventy five five beer. But right now it's four twenty five, four fifty range for, for me. I uh, gave it. I'll piggyback that. I also gave it a four point two five. 
Um, I was going to check it in that night, but I ended up not checking it in because we ended up talking to one of the, well, not one of the head brewer. He was the only, only, it's like a bird boy situation. Yeah. So we got to talk to him and that was pretty cool, but we can talk about that later. Um, Right now for this beer, I, it's delicious enough pumpkin for me. It's just enough, but I do love the Belgian style and I like how that comes out a little bit more and it's not overpowered by the pumpkin. Um, if it was a little bit more pumpkin-y, then I might have knocked this down. But for me, personally, it was a good balance, I think, of the two. Mm-hmm. I've taken four or five different sips of this, and sometimes it's strong pumpkin, sometimes it's more Belgian. So to me, that's blended really well with the lactose, just smooth, easy drinking. Mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't want it any heavier, but I would probably change the name to a Belgian Dubo. Um, probably not a triple, but... It's still really good. Love the style. Just a little bit of pumpkin added to it. Yeah. Makes it blend really for me. It was a good good choice using the Belgian to blend the pumpkin instead of doing mm-hmm. like a pumpkin uh, fruit beer or a like a yam beer or something that's specifically just pumpkins. It was a good idea using this style uh, for that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my turn. Uh, I was on the pale level. I gave it a 3.75, mainly because of the fact that I don't like pumpkin-flavored beers. I think that was what detracted it a little bit. Uh, And I think it's got a decent mix of the Belgian and the pumpkin, but maybe the way the pumpkin kind of fades away makes it almost seem a little watered down or something that if it was more balanced it could be a little bit a higher score for me. I would like to remind you that you can follow us on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DrinkinGeekOut. You can check out our website at www.DrinkinGeekOut.com for updates on our pod, our blog, and the colorful reference models and the Geek IV references are there so you can actually know what the heck we're talking about. If you like the show, please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, to the podcast and the uh, social media pages as well. Uh, feel free to reach out to us via email, drinkinggeekout at gmail.com with any comments, questions, and concerns uh, regarding the podcast. We also have a Patreon if you want to get on there. It's patreon.com slash drinkinggeekout. Uh, there's a few levels of you know support that you can do, especially giving show notes, uh, topics, and you know things like that, and a couple bonus episodes. Uh, you can also you know purchase T-shirts and all that jazz from us from our Threadless shop, which is drinkingeekout.threadless.com. We have masks, uh, anything like that. If any of our shirts or masks uh, that are centered around COVID uh, get purchased, we also are donating that to the No Kids Hunger Foundation. Back to the show. All right. So the topic today, we have a topic. We're not just talking beer, which we probably could have just done a beer related. Yeah. Uh, But we, I don't know when we watched it as a collective. I watched it a month or so ago, maybe a couple months ago. uh, When I was brewing my mead, actually, (laughs) which is still fermenting. I didn't... uh, haven't bottled that yet. I'm still just letting it go. Uh, I watched it in one sitting. We're talking about the Umbrella Academy? Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't one sitting. It was, like a, it was like a week and a half, two weeks. Both seasons? Yes. 
I didn't watch season one until season two came out. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know. It's it's one of those situations where it was where it was too much hype, and I was like, ah, I don't really want to fall into that trap of you know following hype. But then I watched it. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it! I'm so mad. I did not watch it. Now, I was I I was right that the hype was there, but. I definitely was wrong that I I should have just checked it out because it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I watched the first season a year ago or whatever when that first came out, not knowing anything about it. I thought it was about the Resident Evil because the, the Umbrella Corporation is part of Resident Evil, uh, <laughs> the I video game. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is completely different. And um, I didn't know anything. Like I didn't hear any hype or anything, and I really enjoyed it. So when the second season came out, I was like, well, I think it was Pale that was like, we should probably talk about this at some point on the show. Yeah. Yeah, like, Saf, I, like, the weekend it came out, season one, um, I just happened to be, like, looking for something new to watch. And I uh, kept seeing some trailers, like, come up on, like, commercials in between, like, shows on actual, like, national, like, channels. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, do a couple of episodes and see how it goes. And then, like... I was hooked um, and I had to like keep watching it. So it was like maybe four or five days I got through season one. And then, then I find out August season two is not going to be for like a year and a half or whatever. And then I'm like, so we got like right before, or I actually was right when season two came out. I was like, I better go back to season one and kind of like fill in some stuff that I might've missed. Cause you know, I'm really good at like not retaining stuff. Forgetting all so I'm really glad I went through season one again, um, and then right after that, just watched season two in probably like a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yeah, it's amazing in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, it definitely is. Uh, I think Dustin, you called it the other day as a quick watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can sit and get through them pretty quickly. Is I think the most recently viewed would be me as I binged <laughs> the entire two seasons in two days. <laughs> uh, got it all done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really good. I like the little cliffhangers. Sometimes they throw there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of downtime. I mean, a lot of it. I mean, it was an interesting cinematography. I can't think of a better word choice. Um, like with the different music that would play. I did love their selection of music. It was yes. awesome. Like the different fight scenes that they did were pretty cool mm-hmm. to really display some of their powers and everything. So it was neat. It was fun. It was funny. But it was also had its serious moments at the same time. Right. But and then the whole time travel thing. And definitely if you don't like that, then you get lost pretty quick. Right. Right. I feel like there was a never a moment where you were like, What where the hell did this episode come from? That's true. Because yeah. there's there's some series out there that they have that one episode or two episodes where it's there specifically for backstory. Or it, it's mm-hmm. there to kind of, I don't know, separate what's going on to slow it down a little bit, uh, right. to build the story, but also kind of just hold off. And there was none of that in this. Build tension towards the finale or something. They'll yeah. like, jump back and they didn't like need to it. Call it filler. Yeah, yeah filler. Filler. there we go. That's that's a good word. Uh, there was none of that. It, it was, uh, it, they were in a un- unique position to have seven kids right and so kind of like a segue into discussing a little bit more of them there are seven little kids 
out of 49 of them, I believe. I forget. Yeah, I think I think there was 49 <laughs> kids born on the same day. Uh, October 1st, 1989, I believe the date was. Yes, correct. correct. Um, 43. 43. 43. To the notes that I'm reading. Yep, 43 of them. <laughs> and only seven of them were purchased, if you will, uh, <laughs> by uh, Reggie or Sir Reginald Hargraves. And so you had you had the luxury of having seven episodes already separated. You just kind of had to figure out how to blend them together, right? So you can have an episode yeah. per kid, uh, some kind of story arc that leads into the main plot. Here's what number two is up to, or here's what mm-hmm. number three is up to. Uh, so they had that luxury. And so I, I always felt like I knew what was going on, but also had enough background to figure out who – you know, four or five were, or who six and seven were type of thing. Right. So. Absolutely. That, they definitely hit the mark with the 10 episodes. Cause I know sometimes with Netflix, you're like, Oh, you got 13 episodes to fill. So you got three episodes of filler, which <laughs> yep. just, just is the shit out of you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they did. I think they blended that really well. Just piggybacking off of Dustin that they easily did uh, an episode per character. But they just, you know, they had like the main storyline and they just kept that moving mm-hmm. while also kind of giving you like the background of the background, like little yeah. little sequences of background on the characters to kind of like, you know, fill you in and you never, you know, like were confused. I mean, like the timing of like introducing these characters were like really perfect too, mm-hmm. while also just keeping the main story moving. Right. Yeah, but in just those specific perspectives. Right. Mm-hmm. So you kind of knew what Diego was feeling as he was doing, you know, whatever that kind of tied into the end story. Right. So I thought the perspective thing was pretty good. And I wanted to say real quick, if anybody doesn't know what we're referring to about uh, show links and uh, filler episodes, we're talking about the Marvel TV series. <laughs> Mostly. yeah. <laughs> A lot of Netflix series do that. Yeah, but Marvel we've mentioned before that was really good at doing that. Yeah, you'd have like two or three episodes of Luke Cage. We're like, what the hell is this for? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Luke Cage takes out the trash. He's no. unconscious the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was literally an episode of Luke Cage where he's unconscious the whole time. <laughs> I'm so glad I never finished that. But. <laughs> But honestly, I can sit and watch an entire episode of Rosario Dawson. <laughs> no big deal. All right, so a little bit about the comic book slash TV series, The Umbrella Academy. It is an American superhero web teleseries based on the comic book series of the same name, written by Gerard Way. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, My Chemical Romance. Uh, it was created for Netflix by Steve Blackman. Whenever I see that name, I think of the wrestler. So I don't, I do not know who the Steve Blackman is, but the wrestler Steve Blackman uh, is what I'm thinking of, the black belt guy. Uh, it was developed by Jeremy Slater. It revolves around a dysfunctional family of adopted sibling superheroes who reunite to solve the mystery of their father's death and the threat of an impending apocalypse. The series is produced by Borderline Entertainment, Dark Horse Entertainment, and a Universal Cable Productions. 
Um, has anybody read this uh, comic book? Nope. Not. No, I have not. I thought it was real. I, I figured it was based off something. I really didn't jump in with any research. I just, I was told to watch by you guys. So I did. <laughs> You're so, like, I have two days. Let's go. <laughs> but then when I saw the, the comic book was kind of in it and the kids were like superheroes, I'm like, uh, what do you bet? Those are actual like real comics. And there is a comic book that goes with this. And I was right. Yep. Yeah. I've heard of the comic book. And that's kind of like a detracting thing for me because an emo bitch frontman <laughs> romance for our way wrote it uh but i think based on that i'm going to be sorely disappointed with my original assessment i think it's it's probably it's probably good. really good yeah <laughs> um but no i haven't i haven't read it either um do i have any information on steve blackman yet oh uh, yeah uh i do he <laughs> is a writer and executive producer for the show Altered Carbon, which is also on Netflix. He was executive producer on four episodes of Legion, which you two have talked about. And we have um, some other shows, not too many. Fargo, he wrote on a couple episodes and was a producer. Bones, NYPD Blue. But his, it's not a very big career. A little bit here and there. He's Canadian. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Taking our jobs. He's probably a really nice. Probably. He, he's very p- polite and apologetic. <laughs> yes. yes. The Umbrella Academy is set in a universe where 43 women around the world give birth simultaneously on October 1st, 1989, despite none of them showing any sign of pregnancy until labor began. Seven of the children are adopted by eccentric billionaire Sir Reginald Hargreaves, and turned into a superhero team that he calls the Umbrella Academy. Hargreaves gives the children numbers rather than names, but eventually they are named by their robot mother, Grace, as Luther, Diego, Allison, Klaus, number five, his only name, Ben, and Vanya. While putting six of his children to work fighting crime, Reginald keeps Vanya apart from her siblings' activities as she supposedly demonstrates no powers of her own. And I would like to call out no one was here to hear that me say it, but I'm like, I called it. I knew she would be the key to everything. I'm like, she's got to have power and I'm sure she's being suppressed in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So it was a little predictable on my end, but after seeing all these superhero movies, yeah, yeah I don't know if you guys called that or not, but I'm like, eh, there's something special about her. Yeah. I kind of saw that she was going to be important. Like, she's not going to play a background role anyway. So. <laughs> right. Ellen Page, number one person on the cast list, <laughs> highest paid actress in this movie, TV yeah. series. Something's got to be big. She's got to play some important role for this. Um, I did not see the, her having like cataclysmic she, superpowers, but I did feel that she was going to be super important somehow. Yeah, I thought she was going to save them at the end, yeah. not be the problem. Like she's the villain of yeah. the comic book series. <laughs> yeah. So. That was a twist. Yeah. For both seasons. Mm-hmm. She was the villain for both seasons. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, just a little bit of drawback to the didn't show any signs of pregnancy. The Russian, which is Vanya's mother, who they showed in the first clip, or the first scene of the, the very first episode. Uh, she kissed the boy. Oh, right. At the pool, and then she immediately gets pregnant. So it kind of play. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Are they implying that you just <laughs> kiss a person and they get pregnant? 
Uh, <laughs> this is how it works. <laughs> and then, of course, they kind of go into the story about how tw- uh, 42 other women just randomly, spontaneously combusted <laughs> into pregnancy. And she- <laughs> I thought it was it was interesting. It was out of the field, but I was like, oh, this is a very interesting way of portraying it other than just saying yeah, 43 women just gave birth simultaneously on this day. They actually give you a little bit of a, a scene uh, for you to figure out and see like mm-hmm. what's really going on. And another little thing, how uh, they all have their names from Grace. Number five was already out of the picture. Because he jumped to the future? He jumped to the future before she gave mm-hmm. names. So that's why he doesn't have one. Okay, since we've already started talking about the first season, let's read kind of the synopsis here. The first season is set in the present day where Luther is part ape and has lived on the moon for four years. Allison is a famous actress. Vanya is a violinist. Klaus is a drug addict. Ben, now deceased, is a ghost able to converse only with Klaus. And Diego has become a vigilante with a penchant for trouble. The estranged siblings learn that Reginald has died and gather for this funeral. Number five returns from the future, chased by time-traveling operatives, and reveals that the global apocalypse is imminent. Meanwhile, the reunited siblings try to uncover the secret of their dysfunctional family while beginning to come apart due to their divergent personalities and abilities. So I'm a big time travel fan so that was mainly what drew drew me into the series anything that revolves around time travel is gets a big thumbs up in my book so i was on board right away and then i like the whole syndicate or company or whatever that uses their briefcases to jump around time it's fun watching them and hazel and cha-cha (laughs) cha-cha those were two of my favorite parts of the show so yeah i thought I thought Cha Cha. I didn't get the names right. Like I knew the names, but I didn't get them right. I thought the other yeah, the way I around. thought they were flipped, but <laughs> nope, I was wrong. I thought those were two of the best comedic duo. Mm-hmm. I thought okay. better than better than your stupid ass. Uh, My double oh seven. No, comedic Wh- duo. Mr. Went and Mr. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> are the prototype for this type of villain. <laughs> Uh. And so I thought having Ben in the show as like a subconscious was like a really cool idea to mm-hmm. like keep him involved through through some kind of way in the story. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then in season two, you you know why like Claus still communicates with him. Yeah, it was nice or getting that. Not really subconscious. That's his power. It's like he really is dead. He just never went right. into yeah, the light. Yeah, that is so, his power. Yeah. But um, just kind of utilizing Klaus's ability is to have been there was like really cool. And yeah, it was fun to watch their exchange. Yeah, he was a fun character. Klaus was. I mean, just in general, it's like there's always got to be one. Oh, I thought he was way better. Super in eccentric. Dude <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. His yeah. whole Vietnam storyline is one of the best yeah. uh, little great. Uh, character building moments in the series. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They For needed sure. it. They needed it. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah. because otherwise you're you're thinking about Klaus. You're like, God, what a fuck up, you know? Yeah, we all have someone in that family who is like that, and mm-hmm. 
you don't understand what they're going through and i feel like ben or not ben uh klaus is uh, like kind of explaining why he actually does drugs it's so that he's haunted and this is the way to shut up all the voices basically yeah uh but i'm still i still feel like he doesn't know the full extent of his power yeah even in season two i think yeah so yeah got it that's where I thought his power, not to jump ahead to season two, but the little, the epic fight scene at the end there where she can uh, mimic all their powers. I'm like, well, he, she needs to mimic his. And I thought she would then be haunted and that would be enough to stop her. And that's where I thought they were going to go with that because he realized he goes, they're mimic. She can mimic our powers mm-hmm. one at a time. So he was the one I thought he would be the hero there to come in and save it because she'd be haunted by all these dead people. But I'm like, ah, they didn't go that route. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. I will say, though, that there was a little bit of cringe moments with Klaus in season two uh, yeah. when he when he goes and he talks to uh, his, the, his the lover. Even, oh, yeah. when the, he's like working at the hardware store. Yeah. When he was, was, yeah. And, and he sees him at the uh, diner. And yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. It's kind of hard to watch <laughs> because I feel like I would be like. <laughs> feel like I would be in the same situation and I don't know how I would handle that, but I feel like I wouldn't talk to him. I feel like I would control myself. Right. right. Yeah. But I'm not on drugs. No, I... Did you guys think uh, Pogo is kind of like Yoda like some sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's a great character. We haven't mentioned him yet. The yeah. butler or whatever he is. That's also a chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, an experiment. <laughs> I, I was so disappointed, like as the season went on with him, with like all the secrets that he was keeping mm-hmm. from like, and like you're just, you know, you make he, you feel like he really cares about these children, but like he's not really giving them the truth, and then like all this stuff like unfolds as the season goes on, and yeah. you're like, ah, oh, Pogo, why? Yeah, you know? <laughs> why were you like? Do you blame him? I don't know, he's like a. Reginald, like so much, right? I know, but do you blame him? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, you see why he. Yeah, it could have been really bad if he just like spilled it all. <laughs> I I hoped in season two that we would get more because he's in it briefly, but I was hoping to get more of like why he's following Reginald so uh, to mm-hmm. the letter and not being more honest with the children. But we don't really see any much of his backstory. I mean, you see the the birth and the the fact that uh, Gr- Grace or uh, other yeah. female characters took care of Pogo, uh, kind of teaching Pogo uh, as much as they can. But like you said, you don't see anything as to make it. Why is he so loyal mm-hmm. uh, to Reginald other well, than the fact he gave him life? Yeah, I was going to say he saved his life after the... Uh the space explosion and he used the same serum that he used on um, Luther. Luther. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when you realize like, okay, this guy saved my life. So I dedicating my life completely to him. That's what I got from that. He's so, like, to me, it sense. Chewbacca. But it didn't show like he, like he couldn't magically start talking. So I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's got it kind of a, kind of seems like it's on that path where they, uh, trained him to be very smart 
type of thing. And that serum, I think, is what gave him that power to be a person. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you saw the effects. It's the same serum he gave Luther, and it turned him into, like, part monkey man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I think, you know, it gave... Gave Bobo. the human uh, ape aspects, and then the ape human yeah. traits. Aspect. Yeah, that's true. And so, I don't know. I, th- I feel like because of that serum is why Pogo is able to do the things that he can, but they don't go into it. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. They got to stretch it out for more seasons. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that'll definitely be next season as we tr- find out more about old Reginald, mm-hmm. um, the true man of mystery here, um, and get it more into his backstory and what the hell he really is. Right. <laughs> Yeah. he's not human. Yeah, that's right. He like rips off his mask or head at some yeah. point. And he's like a lizard person or something. I already have my speculation for season three, but are we saving that to the end or should I jump right in? <laughs> Save that. Uh, Pale, you want to tell us about this little season two paragraph real quick? Yeah. Um, the second season takes place immediately after the first season. Following their failure to stop the apocalypse, the Umbrella Academy is forced to go back in time. To save the world. Unfortunately, the time travel goes awry as the siblings end up different years in 1960s Dallas. Five ends up on November 25th, 1963, in the middle of a nuclear doomsday, but manages to escape with the help of Hazel. Five discovers that another apocalypse is coming and that he only has 10 days to prevent it. While being hunted by a trio of Swedish assassins, Five must find and reunite his siblings who have made new lives following their arrival in order to stop the apocalypse once and for all. So it's an interesting way to separate everyone again, because the whole first season is kind of getting these, all these, the seven of them or six, because one's dead uh, on the same page. And then we split them up again at the beginning of this season by putting them on different days or different years in uh, Dallas. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. And it shows how they adjust to the whole time travel thing that they're just living their lives and just think that they'll be stuck here forever. Mm-hmm. It's like they really didn't show any effort for them to go out and try to seek anybody else. But it that goes to show their selfishness <laughs> right. with all of them. They really don't really care about themselves. They really don't care about anybody else. But it's like you think you could search a little bit more. Um, but yeah. I feel like they gave a little bit of that with Luther, Luther standing on the street corner yelling out Allison's name um, and Vanya taking up, uh, you know, ads to. Well, she hasn't. She doesn't remember right. anything. Yeah. So hers makes sense. She's just trying to figure out if anybody knows her at all. But right. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like. In each individual episode, they showed the extent of what they were willing to do and try. Uh, but to your point, yeah, it doesn't seem like they really gave they that gave much up after, Like, oh, yeah. I'm here alone, so uh, I'll just make forge my own path yeah. like I've been doing all, my whole life. Yeah, they all said, I thought you were dead. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you can still search records, even though it's the 1960s. Come <laughs> on, man. you right. like dropping everybody in like different times of the, in the 60s and everybody was dealing with something different. Um, so it was really unique just seeing, you know, like how their lives like develop and like stuff that they had to deal with, like in that time, cause there was a lot going on in like the sixties and, um, so that was cool. And, um, that's all I had <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and that's all. 
I feel like the 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 dropping off in different time periods makes a little bit of sense to try to make them appear different ages the way that they look different ages like they didn't all look the same age mm-hmm. to me they all were 31 years old yeah, or they whatever were, or mean, 30 years yeah. old five is 96 or something inside of a <laughs> yeah. 11 year old's body and so having that jump back in time, you coming out this date, you coming out this day, you coming at this date explains why you look two years older than this person or why, I don't know, that's kind of what I was thinking because now they're no longer all the same age, mm-hmm. right? Because Allison lived a year and a half longer than Luther did because of that extra time she came out hour and a half or you know mm-hmm. or a, a year, year and a half, half earlier you know type of thing where it was instantaneous for him she had to, she grew up in a, a year and a half so i feel like that was a it was a good you know hey let's separate the the way that these people look or their the ages by the way that they look fanya's always going to look 12 to me <laughs> from you know june juno oh, or whatever i think it was good the way they had allison dealing with racism in the 1960s mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have her part of the the sit-in and all that stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Since but- the character in the comic book, all of the characters are white, so it was cool that they were they just made up this storyline, essentially. Right. Right. It was also really weird. It's crazy how relevant that still felt like sad. in today's world. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad, really, because, I mean, it's like we're reverting back to that uh, to a certain degree and it's like it, and to me it makes me like kind of pay attention more to it and be like yeah that you know this is crazy how you know like she dealt with 40 years ago or whatever and now like some of that is still coming up mm-hmm. in today's world it's crazy right. and the fact that the way that she tried to like when she rumored the cop to stop beating the shit out of her husband or whatever the the fact that you think about that today where you try to you you like i don't know convince somebody to do something for you or you you stop them from doing said thing that person that you helped is going to be grateful that you helped them he seemed pissed he didn't right. understand what she said to him it and it made me like uncomfortable because i don't know what it's like exactly and so i was like I would be thankful, but I don't understand. It's kind of, I don't know, eye-opening, I guess, to the way that, you know, people are treated. And there's nothing that I can do to make me feel the way that they feel so I can understand it. Right. I don't know. But I will say, my favorite character in this entire uh, series is not listed as a main character. So I have to look her name up. Ooh. Ooh, we should go around and just throw out our favorite character and why. I got mine. He's yeah. definitely not on that list. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up real quick, so feel free to jump ahead anybody who wants to. Go for it, Keith. Mine, who I think his character really came to life, and I mean, he kind of has an important role, but not really. He was just, I, I loved him, uh, was Little Herb. <laughs> from the commission (laughs) because he worked this little guy worked his way up on the bottom you saw him in first season as he was just the you know be quiet guy and eventually now he's working his way up to the the head of the commission and him and the other dorky guys are all 
leading the coup. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And how he nerded out when he met. Uh, was it Diego? He met Diego. Yeah. Um, at the commission. And he goes, oh, you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he was cool. Did you yeah, mine probably Klaus. Um, yeah. Just because his, you know, the way he approaches like life and deals with situations, it's like so. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe he, I relate to him the most because he's like so laid back and kind of like uh, funny. And then like the whole cult um, that he started yes. it was <laughs> so so freaking funny. And like him, like trying to like, how do I back out of this? Like, how do I escape this? Because this is I've gone over my head. <laughs> Um, it was just, you know, it's it's good entertainment in my yeah. opinion. I I found it, the handler, Kate Walsh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A. <laughs> A. She's fucking adorable. <laughs> uh, and, and B. I just enjoyed the the quirkiness of her character, but also the super serious tone of the character. How she was, you know, super, oh, yeah, this is how we do things, yeah. But then at the end of the day, she's like, you are a motherfucker. Yeah, she like, seems yeah. sweet and innocent, <laughs> and then she'll kill you without even blink- batting an eye. Yeah. Yep. Her hunger for power. Yeah. Mine is five, because he can time travel, but I also like that he's like a kid with an adult attitude that's like, right. He's like, I'm older than all of you, so shut the fuck up and just do what I say. <laughs> Even though he's only like 11 or 12 or whatever. Yeah, he's like, you guys are stupid. You know, yeah. It's like he he walks like his body is like falling apart on him. Like his body <laughs> just like giving out and the, the way he walks. He does a really good job portraying like an older person, like more wise, intelligent person but still being like looking like a 13 year old kid or whatever yeah the actor did a great job like yeah he was good he's probably my second favorite yeah definitely was enjoyable especially when he met himself at the assassination (laughs) (laughs) and they have like a big fight yeah because it seemed like old old man number five was very timid and scared and then like new five was like we're gonna fucking murder him (laughs) it's paranoid it's uh uh time travel paranoia or something yeah. like that and they're he's they're like, both trying to kill each other and he's sweating and you know really bad gas he's like <laughs> oh so sorry <laughs> uh to mention the comic just a little bit the umbrella academy created by gerard way as you said illustrated by <laughs> gabriel ba or bay the first six issues of limited series, the Umbrella Academy Apocalypse Suite, was released by Dark Horse between September 2007 and February 2008. Um, that is basically the first season of the Netflix series. It won the 2008 Eisner Award for Best Finite Series Limited Series, which it turned out it was not a limited series because a second series, the Umbrella Academy Dallas, Followed in 2008, which, by the sounds of it, that's the second season of the show. Mm -hmm. After hiatus, the series returned in 2018 with the Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion, released between October 2018 and June 2019, 
A proposed fourth series is in development to be released uh, probably next year. <laughs> probably. <laughs> because of <Yeah>. COVID. <laughs> I don't know if you want to compare a little bit. We can go through this link that I put on here and just to look at the side-by-side of the comic book characters with their actors. Let me do that. I'm doing wrap right it now. up, yeah. This is, um, I'll put a, or Dustin, I will tell you to put a link in the show notes for yeah. this so that way people uh, listening can follow along if they like, but it's a men health's dot men, men's health.com. Uh, and they did an article that compares the cast to the dark horse comics. That's usually the case. Like when you take something from comics and put it in the movies, they're always, always like, it's not the way that you expect to see mm-hmm. them. And here's why. So I kind of expected this, right? Hmm? Kind of expected. Oh, this kind of type of article. Yeah. 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 But since none of us have read the comic, I thought it was interesting to kind of give us some insight on what uh, what changes have taken place between the two. Should we go through these and then like wrap up the episode? And uh, grab a beer. Grab a beer. Yeah. So number one. Beer. Yeah. Number one is Luther Hargraves, Ape Man, as I put in the show notes. <laughs> um, he definitely looks like a monkey body. Yeah, there's a with a head on it. Like, yeah, there's like some yeah. like neck piece that looks like is the connector for the head and the body. It seems more like there's not a serum serum involved. It's like he surgically just took his head and his brain and attached it to a different body. Mm-hmm. Uh, also called Space Boy in the comics because he lived on the moon, I assume, in the comics as well. Uh, in the show, he's a little more realistic than the comic. As you can see, his comic counterpart runs around with the gorilla chest out frequently where uh, the show has him looking buff, but he usually keeps it covered with a shirt. So mm-hmm. be- probably because the it doesn't look that great when he t- doesn't have a shirt on. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> looks rubbery. Yeah, I don't know, it, was, it was weird when I first saw him in the TV series with his shirt off and arms out because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was expecting yeah. to see. And then as soon as I figured out it was like an ape, I was like, "Wow, he's it's weird." Mm-hmm. Like the him being covered up with the coat or whatever doesn't portray the size that this guy actually hey, is. Right, right, right. And that's probably why he does it because he wants to kind of he's self conscious about it. Right. Yep. Yeah, but the, his tiny little head just <laughs> threw me off. Like, this man is so disproportionate. This does not work. Yeah. but Once you get the backstory and why he's like that, it's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed it's, to look ridiculous because uh, it's uh, not just bad. <laughs> right. You expect him to be like a like a big hulking c- character, like just like want to smash everything, but he's like very right. gentle. Like, yeah, he would rather like resolve issues by like, just hugging you, like, you know, like <laughs> just yeah. hugging you. If he could give like a big hug to somebody and be like, "Okay, we're good," like he would do that. <laughs> yeah, I For found sure. I found him a little annoying. He does a lot of whining, and the relationship yeah, he, with him and his sister is really weird. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that weird. Some uh, Game of Thrones territory. Yeah, yeah, For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, number two. Diego Hargreaves, played by David Castaneda. The Kraken. Like how, yeah, the Kraken in the comic. I'm like, oh, they should have kept that. That's cool, That's yeah. Cool. 
Uh, he's changed. I like his character. He's definitely complex, lots of layers. And I like what it says here. All he wants to do is just the right thing. But And it showed his struggle with um, speech mm-hmm. and Grace Mom. Oh, yeah. About Grace Mom. Um, helped him with that. So you really saw his connection to her. Um, they, yeah, deep down, he just wants to do the right thing. But it's that hero complex that they threw in there, too, that, you know, I got to be the one to save the day. And he wanted to be number one the hero and not his brother. And yeah. yeah. So there's all definitely a lot of layers to it. And it says it was cool. he's changed from white in the comics to Latino in the Netflix adaptation, which I give credit to Netflix for having a more diverse cast with him and sure. the girl that plays Allison. And then, uh, the dead guy is an Asian descent. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, we got a whole variety of people, not just seven white guys and girls. Well, it makes sense when they said it's from around the world, if that many people. I mean, they're going to be at all continents and in all countries. So, Right. And Vanya is Russian, white, yeah. but Russian. Uh, the costume for Diego is kind of weird. It's um, a stripe. <laughs> it's like a white, black and white stripe. Just kind of reminds me of like... He's got a Punisher yeah. on his chest. <laughs> it's like a... Pri- <laughs> like a pr- pr- Punisher. Uh, it's a Kraken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it looks, I don't know, like prison garb. You know how they used to That's do what it. I was thinking. Yeah, black and white stripes. Or, yeah. the, the Beagle Boy is from DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked what Five said about him. They're like, think Batman, but lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. 100%. But way lower. Like, oh, that was funny. Then we got number three, Allison Hargreaves, Emmy Raver, Lamp Man. Her ability is cool. Uh, it's something uh, unique. I've never seen that before in anything where you just, I heard a rumor that you did this and then they, they have to do what you say. Yeah. A form of mind control. Mm-hmm. I definitely like the, the image that is in here with the, the writing of awake question mark. And you can see under her throat is a little slit. Mm. And so kind of like, oh, um, that. that's when she gets her throat slit and she can't speak anymore. Yep. And yeah. so it's kind of like a, there you go. You lost your powers. <laughs> right. <laughs> that your whole power is to be able to speak and you can't. Yeah. But I don't know. I like the casting for Allison for sure. Yeah. Uh, very strong woman, uh, especially for being number three in the group, which is, the, you know, and the number one female in the group. Uh, it, strong choice, I think, for her. Just kind of had to be, especially with the counterpart of. Uh, Vanya being so weak tempered right kind of meek and mild yeah and like uh, Luther you know he's kind of a weaker character so like the dynamic between her and him like was pretty good um, as well as like Dustin said with uh, Vanya so I, th- I thought it was like a really good casting choice um, having her in there to like kind of balance out the the tone of the characters. Yeah. Next up, number five. He's number four on our list for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight, played by Aiden Gallagher, who is actually only 16 years old. He's 16. He's supposed to be 13. Come on, man. Yeah. The boy. Because they reference <laughs> right. in the comics. And we spoke enough about him. Moving on We've to five, Klaus, played by Robert Sheehan. Uh, there's not much here either. 
that we haven't already said. Like the the characters look different, but there's nothing like stand out. He's got a suit on and he's covered in blood in this picture. Or his big nose. <laughs> Wears glasses, <laughs> no goatee. Seance. The seance. Yeah. There's a name in the comic. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then uh, we have Vanya Hargraves, played by Ellen Page, who in this picture, that's like her villain form, where she is the white violin. Definitely a different um, look. You do see her wear that yeah. kind of thing at the very, like at the apocalypse scene in the first season, yeah, where she has that white suit on that kind of makes her look like that. Yeah, and the white violin. Mm-hmm that goes with that it's cool i think the the biggest one change would be the ben hargraves character Mm -hmm. where the way that in the movie that justin min kind of looked like he was dark and dead Mm -hmm. he always had like a hoodie on he always kind of like kind of creeped around in the shadows type of thing uh but in this picture that's like straight up like death He's called the monster in the comics because of the tentacle-like arms that come out of his body that he can use as weapons, which I wish he would have used more as his dead. Yeah. We never see him like use maybe once. One time. And that was in the first episode when uh, Hazel gives the tape or whatever to, to number five and tells him, get the hell out of here is when... yeah. Uh, everyone comes together minus five and is fighting the Russians. And you see the tentacle, the arms uh, from Ben via mm-hmm. uh, Klaus. But yeah, there's a, there's a major difference. I mean, I guess that you can kind of see that when he's doing that with the arms. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the, uh, the picture in this men's health, but it's usually just totally different. Yeah, he kind of looks like a rotten corpse in this picture. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just a handsome dude. Yeah. I am happy that Ben grew up. Right. And the dead, he grew up with the guys instead of just like a a, a 13-year-old dead kid following Klaus around. They don't really explain it. They're just like, I don't know. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> like they bring it up, but they don't have an explanation because they don't know why either. I don't know. Definitely, definitely worth the watch. Yeah. Hazel and Cha-Cha look about the same. I like their big... When they have their helmets or those big mascot masks on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Children's masks. And I don't think the handler, she must not have been in the comic. She's a made-up character for the series because it's just that fish head guy. Oh, yeah. The boss that she eats. (laughs) AJ Carmichael. They have reference to him again. No, if you scroll down, it's 14. Yeah. So they show that fish head picture twice. Technically, is the handler. And yeah. Grace is kind of creepy looking here. Uh, number 13. Sure. It's like I a... <laughs> I'm glad I didn't show her insides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's weird. No arms and like no skin over her organs. Yeah. Do you think that's why number five had an attraction to a mannequin when he was all by himself? <laughs> that could be. I forgot about that. But that's also uh, the, only, the only thing that was around. It's funny when he keeps like trying to protect uh, it. Castaway situation. <laughs> yes. With uh, Will. With Wilson. 
Wilson. Wilson. Oh, so uh, Keith, did, you wanted to yeah. say something about season three? Should we mention that real quick? Sure. While Dustin's grabbing the beer, I got to remember it. Um, <laughs> well, then, Pale, you're going to have to go grab our beer. Um, oh, shit. What was it? It was it had to do with Ben and how season two ended on that, the cliffhanger and everything. I know that was the part I was going to talk about. Anything to do with how they come back to the modern times and there's a new group of kids there and Ben's back alive. The pigeon for, I don't know what they were called. Yeah. The sparrows, the sparrow Academy and how Ben was in charge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember it now. So Ben's got the little tentacle things that come out of them. And then we saw old um, Reginald here, the old man um, Hargreaves when he took his mask off and it was some type of tentacle like thing too yeah weird some fish lizard thing the fish lizard so it's like okay did he really was he the one that helped the animal the animals the everyone else become to be born and i don't know something along those lines i'm like is he the same thing as what ben is um yeah so just thinking like okay then and then how did where the speculation of how Ben survive in this alternate timeline that they've come back to. I don't know. Were these forty really weird? Forty three. Uh, were these forty three women impregnated by aliens, and that's what's giving these children powers? Yeah, that's what I was thinking because we don't know what Hargreaves is. Yeah, what, or whatever mm-hmm. he is, not an alien, but whatever. Somehow he's linked to Ben specifically because of the tentacles, but. The rest yeah, of the that's, children that's as well. Kind of what I was thinking because we saw the shock, and when he kind of cleared out the room when he was killing everybody, mm-hmm. it didn't quite hint the same tentacles, but it's like something along those lines, and that's how Ben is like that. I don't know. It's it's weird. I kind of like how they they have the little twists and everything in there, but I really want to know more of his story. But I know it's all a mystery. It, yeah. yeah, because a lot of, of it was predictable but that part threw me for a loop i'm like "Mm, okay so he is something different right and because of the time travel uh they talked to reginald and so he knows all that's about to happen and he adopts different children it looks like or the children are different because they grew up differently because of what they did in the past yeah, I changed. And he's definitely the same one from the 60s that they talked to because he goes, I was expecting you to be back here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then he really reached out to Ben and then him being the leader. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's just the whole time travel thing. Like, man, this gets confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. The rape was it Raven Academy? Sparrow. 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 Yeah. Sparrow I thought. Yeah, Sparrow. You're right. Okay. Well, I don't have a theory. I'm just on, on the way. Just letting it happen. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. And what else I'm excited for? Yeah. Theory. I just, I mean, it threw me through a loop at the end there with, you know, the Sparrow Academy. And okay. So now you have like, you know, the, the used to be the present day Umbrella Academy, like went back in time. And now they're, you know, those original characters are back and there's like a whole new Academy. It's like, Mm -hmm. so, okay. So it's going to be weird. Like what's going to happen. Right. So I don't know. It's a mystery. 13 characters 
Uh, yeah. So I mentioned that volume four was in the works and to come out this year, probably next year. It's going to be titled Umbrella Academy, Sparrow Academy. So oh, okay. that seems like that will delve into the same thing the Netflix series is. Fantastic. For sure. Oh, I heard that sound. Works for me. Sounds like we got another oh. beer coming. We didn't go get that pail. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still have pumpkin in our glasses, though. Not much, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just, whatever. I finished mine immediately. No, I meant the residue. Oh, I think it'd be fine. It's a porter. All right, we just poured the Dot and Line Ghoul's Gravy with coffee. Porter, uh, a coffee porter, 6% ABV, 49 IBUs, which means that's the gold rush. Gold rush. Because of the 49ers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Ghoul's Gravy, their porter with Hempton Roast Coffee. And we'll say we've had this one, Pale and I did, and I thought it was just called Ghoul's Gravy. I didn't think the coffee was in there. It doesn't stand out a whole lot, but I'll let you guys be the judge of that. Yeah, I didn't know if there were two varieties, Ghoul's Gravy and then Ghoul's Gravy with coffee is like a variant on that, or if this is normal. I think it is, but I couldn't find the original Ghoul's Gravy on Untapped. (laughs) Now, it might be in there, but I could not find it. Somebody else wants to give it a go. Yeah. Did you have it on draft, or was it bottled or can't? It was all draft. Okay, so it might be a little different. They've got coconut vanilla ghoul's gravy and imperial ghoul's gravy, and then this one. So, yeah. So there's that one that just straight up says ghoul's gravy. Oh, you do have that one? The description is coconut and vanilla porter. Hmm. I don't see that one either. Because it's spelled different. Oh, it's spelled wrong, isn't it? Yeah, it's spelled wrong. No wonder it's not showing up. Okay. <laughs> so it feels right. Yeah, so it's spelled. G O U L. Whatever genius typed it in misspelled it. Submit a submit a uh, fix for that. Yeah, because there's 97 check-ins for this one. Okay, because I didn't think there was coffee in this. All right, so scratch whatever the hell I wrote on the doc. (laughs) Okay. Did you submit a correction, Pale? I will. Well, how do you do that? (laughs) Show me your. Oh my god! This is the way. All right, so I have to find it. You Can have I just to call to them. Do that to check. <laughs> yeah, just call Dot in line real quick. Get them on the get them on the phone. Hello, hello. Can I file a complaint, please? <laughs> Your untapped is broken. <laughs> get I'm dot. It's wrong. Got to get Dot in line on the line to uh, fix this ghoul's gravy. <laughs> so the ghoul's gravy that's incorrect is G O U H L. Is that the one that's incorrect? Yeah, they spelled it wrong. Okay. If you can just, I just want to make sure. Just I'm, move that H around. Yeah, for that's us. What that's what I'm doing. <laughs> So there is no Hempton roast coffee in this version. We just Correct. have the, we have the uh, regular old standard Ghoul's gravy. What's the while I'm in here? What's the ABV and the the on here? So ABV, six, ABV is six percent, six point seven on the can. Someone wrote that yeah. in there with a sharpie. And then forty nine, as we discussed. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Because no, it's, it's still forty nine according to Untap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. And the description has a spelling error or two. I'm not worried about that. (laughs) It says flavors, coffee, and toffee. (laughs) Okay, I proposed it. 
So I don't know how long it'll take for him to update it, but I propose an edit. Okay. By the time you listen to this, hopefully that'll be updated. If not, get Dot in line on the line and let them know that their untapped is still out of whack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We got to look at the color of this, I believe. We already talked about the can. It's the same damn can we talked about earlier. Nothing has changed. That's a nice can. Don't get me wrong. I like their simplistic labels. But yeah, it's nice. They're eventually working on uh, printing things for each of them. To get their own custom labels and shit. That'd be cool. From a yeah. company that does printing. printing. <laughs> yeah. Did we say yeah, that they before? They have to establish their staple beers first, and this is one of them. So It's funny that like the printing company just are slapping the same label on all their cans. Well, <laughs> if you think about it, their defense, I mean, you know, coronavirus has been going on, so they don't have time to go specially make anything at the present moment. This way they can just buy one label and they can write whatever the hell they want on it. Yeah. Because right? as we talked to the head brewer, he was saying that he's gotten a, a young apprentice um, working for him right now. That's an assistant brewer who will be just doing the staple beers and it's giving him the um, opportunity to then focus on more of these variants um, to really specialize and experiment with uh, the different styles of craft beer. That's good. I forgot to name drop him. His name is Phil. That's all I know. Phil, the head brewer. So shout out to him. Is it true that job. is it true that he's told his apprentice to execute Order 66? Order 66. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, he did not. Oh, he didn't say that. Okay. Cool. No. No. cool we, cool. we did kind of nerd out about uh, what was it? We talked about. Uh, Ozark, a little Ozark, bit. a little bit, and then he really jumped in when we talked about Breaking Bad. So he yeah. was a huge fan of Breaking Bad. So we talked a little bit about that. I uh, said so the color of this beer; it looks black, in my opinion. Yes, don't, don't see anything variant wise. No red, no you know brown tint. It's just black. And it could be just us. Like something about you guys. Maybe a little sure. bit of red, maybe. But I'm not getting any red. No, I can't see. Any. And, and I've got it up brown. to the window. To the wall. <laughs> to the sweat to the trips sweat. down my, my back. Oh, okay. Yeah, because this is a, a kid-friendly podcast. Oh, there's a little bit when you look at it in the bottom. Right, yeah. Like so A tad bit. I don't know, K2SO would be like, if you were just based it on that bottom lip. But I don't know, any of the... Any of them that are 52 plus, we could pretty much say. I was going to say Blade. Blade it is. Because <laughs> he fights ghouls. He, he fights, fights ghouls. Vampires. Because he is a vampire. What's, what's 60? What's that image? I can't. It's alien. It's a xenomorph in space. Xenomorph. Yeah. And then <laughs> the blackness, darkness of space. <laughs> You're not supposed to be able to see it. That's why how black it is. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> It's too dark. I it's can't too dark. I can't. But okay, so yeah, it's true. Like sixty, it's like dark is dark. You can't get any darker. Now. It's the absence of any color. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we smell it? Maybe use our noses. I. We can try. We can Unless use our we noses. Got the our noses don't work. <laughs> well, our our taste buds wouldn't either. That's true. Neither would our lungs. Yeah. So this <laughs> smells, yeah, smells sweet. Very I got, sweet. I got hints of hints of uh, <laughs> pumpkin. <laughs> it smells awfully like that pumpkin beer. I was gonna say chocolate, but I heard pumpkin. So <laughs> yeah, uh, most definitely chocolatey. 
like a, a stouty, mm-hmm. but not its porter. Um, yeah. Very sweet. Potentially some lactose, but I don't know. But it says coconut and vanilla in the description, so I don't. Well, I can say I can smell the vanilla for sure. Yeah, vanilla, and coconut. Not, I don't know. That may, may come through in the flavor. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> we'll find out here in three, two, one. Sip. That is a warm up front. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's cold, but the beer is warm somehow. Yeah, it's just fresh from yeah. the fridge, but somehow warm. So it almost it almost burns for <laughs> for something that's. Only what? six, yeah, point seven, six point seven percent. It burns. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's odd. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, mad I get about that. It. Taste at the end there. What taste? The burnt, the burnt, like it's like burnt ends of like mm-hmm. the meat. Yeah, on the on the beer. Mm-hmm. I thought you said you you could taste the burning in your mouth. Like, <laughs> taste rotting flesh. Like, <laughs> my throat is burning. I can taste the jalapeno. <laughs> I taste the ghouls. It's like Ralph Wiggum. It tastes like Bernie. <laughs> hey, choo choo choose you, beer. Yeah, it's a very, uh, uh, very portery taste, but it's unique because it's like, it's not smoky, but it tastes on fire. Yeah, kind of bitter. More bitter than I was expecting based on the smell. Right. Yeah. I remember this the first time I had it. I did not check it in but yeah i had the same thought like it's unique um you definitely have the bitterness and the roastiness and it comes forward big time but it was like missing some substance to it and that's why there's so many variants he's got the coffee one and imperial one um and all the other ones hence our confusion besides spelling errors (laughs) um (laughs) there's more variants so this will be his good staple to go to to add different variants and do some like coconut vanilla, do some bourbon barrel aged, and this all is sorts so, of good stuff. This is supposed to be coconut vanilla. I just don't taste the coconut. Description says it, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting it either. Um, Untapped has, for the misspelling of this one, has 97 check ins, uh, 3.75 rating. I don't have any friends who've checked this in because you guys messed up uh, when you checked it in because it wasn't available. Uh, let me read this from the menu. Someone has a picture on Untapped of the menu. So, state your inner beast. No, sate. Sate your inner beast with this rich porter featuring aromas and flavors of dark chocolate and coffee, balanced with healthy dose of earthy hops. Grab your tankard and toast to. Uh, it cuts off there. Yeah, the creatures, oh, the creatures of, the night. of the night. So this doesn't mention the. Yeah, the vanilla. vanilla. So I think maybe that's probably a different variant that has those. <laughs> the wrong description. Yeah. One screwed up check-in. But it does say chocolate and coffee is what what the notes will be. We definitely smelled the maybe chocolate. The earthy hops in it is why it's like super bitter. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. I mean, it's something that's what I do get the hints of the coffee or in mm-hmm. the, the chocolate definitely, but it's more bitter. And I don't know if that would be the abundance of earthy hops or what. So he did have a bottle of this on the pictures. And it looks like Schmeagle with a a demon face. But this one is with coconut vanilla and it's spelled correctly. Just to let you guys know, (laughs) it's not dot in line that's making mistakes. 
It's people yeah. who checked this beer in. Yeah, I can't find it. Why can't I find it? Before the brewery I, opened, they had this at some of the beer tastings we've gone to, and it's been around it's for be- a year or so before they even open. I remember trying this one at Brewhaven, but I did not check it in because we were excited. And one of the first times we found them there, it's like, ooh. New brewery. We got to check them out. Like, we've been to all these other ones. Yeah. But it was a variant, I believe. Very likely. Because it was the coconut vanilla is what we had. It's the check-in that I have from them. That's the only check-in yeah. I have other than the pumpkin roll. <sighs> I've seen a whole lot of people talking either. Just well, a couple, handful maybe. No one knows about this because it's misspelled and the the description's wrong, so it's hard to go based off of this. Yeah. So maybe we just check it in and move on with our lives. Yeah, here's one, though. It's a decent, and I'll just cut it off at this point. He gave it a 4.5. He said, nice chocolate, coffee flavors in here. The roast is subtle, nice and dry, making it very enjoyable, a very solid porter. I should probably kick it off. I think I ended it off the last time. Um, I was pretty harsh on this one. Just based on the aftertaste that I'm left with, uh, I gave it a three and a half because I think it starts out pretty good. It's a little odd, like you're saying, how it's warm and mm-hmm. cold at the same time, in which I'm fine with that. It's just the weird bitter after flavor that is left in my mouth, I think, uh, knocks it down a lot for me. And I, if the these variants are probably good or better, I, w- I would think because of the added flavors would probably cover that up and make this a uh, more smooth transition. I gave it a four. Um, despite that burnt end taste that we described earlier, I still think this is a solid porter. Uh, chocolatey notes up front make it sweet on the nose and the back of the mouth. Um, I, I can get behind. I do enjoy that. Uh, the variants are something that I think I would have liked to try. I think I gave the vanilla coconut one like four and a half, if I, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. So... It's a pretty solid baseline. For sure. I'd piggyback that, but I went uh, 3.75. Oh, nice. Because again, you know, with all these uh, different variants, I know I will definitely enjoy those so much more. I really want to try that coffee one because um, I think that's what's honestly missing from this. I've... But the dark chocolate is present. You, As Dustin just said, you do get that subtle sweetness um, that comes through. But you're right, Seth. It's a lot more bitter than what I was expecting, but still every time I go back, I'm definitely getting a glass of this. <laughs> I mean, it's still great. I love porters. It's not going to deter me away from it, but I wanted to put the bar a little bit lower so I can move up when I try some of these other variants. Cause I know that it is missing something, but definitely a great starter. Yeah. And I'm going to be a bit harsh as well. Uh, I went three and a quarter Dang, on this. Um, I'm not getting any of the vanilla. So that's, Super disappointing. Yeah, from based uh, on the description, you're expecting vanilla, but as we found from the menu, there's not there. There's not there's, any. Oh, not the, uh, a note on it. Well, I think that's what we were discussing. That the coconut vanilla is a variant, but when you look at the menu, it doesn't mention coconut or vanilla. So I think this is like mass confusion. So we think the coconut oh. vanilla would be something different. So, so this is mostly like uh, it's the, just a porter then the yeah. roasty, the roasty uh, earthy yeah. notes, right? Okay. So I think it sets out what it meant to, as long as, as long you get rid of the coconut. So maybe I, I need to adjust my ranking. Okay. So maybe I would come up to about a three and a half. I still think there's something missing on the front right. end. Um, it's 
kind of a letdown like at first and then like at the end um you get the the bitter like roasty overwhelmed kind of to it which maybe if you could bring that up to the front and like me smooth it out at the end mm-hmm. it would be a lot better so i just i don't know it was kind of kind of a messy beer in my opinion so messy it's so messy <laughs> all right let's wrap her up yeah i think so i think it's a good time um all in all, I think that even though this isn't a dot and line episode, uh, you guys need to go out there and try them if you're in the Fort Wayne area. It's something that me and Saf need to do. We have not been there. We probably should. You just want to make a trip up there? <laughs> I got four hours I'm to down. spare. Yeah. Um, well, we'll figure it out. Not really. I don't think today. I don't think today's going to be <laughs> oh. work out. Um, we just got to get there and try it. Uh, as for Umbrella Academy... I think it is definitely worth the watch. I am kicking myself that I didn't jump on it right away. If you're into this type of show. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's a certain genre that you have to enjoy, which we talk about a lot on the show, like the comic book superhero. It's a different take on that a little bit, but a little bit darker, maybe more in the DC universe. Uh, But yeah, I definitely recommend it. I thought it was a fun watch. Yeah. It doesn't help that your superhero show. Mm -hmm. Um, It gets pretty deep into the characters. And uh, I, that's what I love about it, honestly, is like how deep they get to the characters and kind of like the how they navigate through like the situations and stuff. Um, so it's and, like the dynamic is like different between everybody. So it's really it's really fun to watch. And yeah, there is like enough humor uh, to kind of lighten it up a little bit. But it, it does get dark in some points. Yeah, but not terribly. No, I don't think it gets as dark as DC. Like <laughs> it still has a sense of humor and knows right. what it's doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't help that I turn Netflix off. So yeah, <laughs> so I only turn it on when I there's like a, a a backlog of TV shows I want to watch, like Ozarks next season. I'll definitely turn it off for that. But the I, final season, the apparently. final season, yeah. So I make sure that I get like a list of shows that I'm gonna binge watch, and then I turn it on for a month, and then watch those shows. So probably a product of that but also a product of you know whatever you know up their prices yeah i did another dollar yeah fuck another that dollar. God, dang. i don't pay for netflix so i don't worry about it i only pay for it half time i share an account damn i do full price <laughs> yeah me, me and my, sister, well, my sister pays for netflix i i just created a profile and you pay i pay for three hbo <laughs> like hbo max hulu um and then Disney Plus. I got a Hulu free time. Oh, we pay for Prime. Yeah. As well. Kayla has a Prime account. Yeah, I got Prime going right now, but I haven't watched anything on that. I mean watch the boys. I uh, The Boys should be our next yeah. episode, maybe. <laughs> Dustin like, and I chit chatted about that. You don't like the boys? It's <laughs> I mean I'll talk about it, but I'll have to, I'll have to, f- to. I'll have to finish it. It's been a rough watch. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. Brella Academy, good. Dot line, good. And I'll see you guys next week or next two weeks. Until next time, drink up, drink up, and, and geek out. Geek out.